Well, good morning, New Hope. Glad that you're here this morning, whether uh, physically here or maybe you're on the live stream, but uh, welcome as we continue in our series called Pause. And especially during this season, the importance for us to pause, to set aside time to be still. The story is told of Franklin Roosevelt, who often endured long receiving lines at the White House. He complained that no one really paid any attention to what was said. One day, during a reception, he decided to do an experiment. To each person who passed by the line, he shook their hand, and then he murmured, I murdered my grandmother this morning. (laughs) The guests responded with phrases like, marvelous, keep up the good work. We are proud of you. God bless you, sir. It was not until the end of the line, while greeting the ambassador from Bolivia, that his words were actually heard. Not sure how... I'm sure she had it coming. (laughs) I mean, it's a funny story, if you think about it. But it's a true story. We all would state that we listen, right? I listen. But the real question is, do we listen well? Do we listen well? I did a funeral on Monday with the Strike Funeral Home with Hugo and Brian. And prior to going to the internment, Hugo said the internment, the graveside will be down just off of five and that. And then he said, you know, Union Cemetery and that. But I heard down off of five and he said, you know where that is. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I know where that is. And so I went there and that prior to the family and that showing up, so I'd be prepared and nobody showed up. And they called me, and they're like, uh, hey, are you at the right place? And I thought, I thought I was. And they're like, oh, we're at Union Cemetery. Well, I went to the Strike Cemetery, which is off of 5 as well, but it's off of 5 West. They were off of 5 East. So I'm like, hey, I'll be there in five minutes. You zipped around, and... We had a great funeral, great celebration for a great Christ follower, and that, and I pulled up, and I walked up as the family were there sharing stories, and they were waiting for me, and and that, and I'm like, okay, listen, now, if any of you know my wife, she does not hear about this because she accuses me of not listening well, (laughs) and one guy asked for her number, and, and that kind of thing, and And we were joking around and stuff, having a good time. But they all laughed. You know, we were all laughing about it. And I said, you know, what happens at funerals stays at funerals, you know, that kind of thing. And and that probably because they all could relate, right? They all know that, yeah, listening well is not really our forte, right? So during this season and during this series called Pause, I want to challenge us to pause through listening. Now, let me remind you of the definition of the word pause. It's temporary stop in action or speech. 
temporary stop in action or speech. So last week we talked about the temporary stop and the call to be still. But this week I want us to look at the whole area of the speech part to actually pause and to listen. I want to read to you an unfamiliar Christmas story from the Bible. Most people don't recognize that this actually, in reality, is probably a Christmas story. Let me read you it. It comes from Luke chapter 10, 38 through 42. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me with all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Have you ever heard that Christmas story? But isn't it so much about Christmas right there? Martha, Mary, right? We get disgruntled because we feel like we're doing all the work. You notice Martha's main complaint, right, to Jesus? Hey, my sister's left me with all the work. We feel at times like that this season, right? And then oftentimes this season, because of our distraction and our hurriedness and busyness of life, we get a sense as well that Jesus doesn't care about us. Because what did Martha say as well? Jesus, don't you care? And we get busy and distracted. And Jesus recognizes it. He says, man, you are distracted by so many things, Martha. And that is how we get during this season. And so it's critical for us to pause and to listen. Why is listening important? Why is listening important? Let me read to you Psalm 143.8. It says, Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. Let's read this together, okay? Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. Why listening is so important during this time of the year especially. A, the Lord has something to say to us. <laughs> the Lord has something to say to us. How does the psalm start out in verse 8? Let the morning bring word. Let the morning bring word. God has something to say to us. How about B? We are reminded of God's love. That was part of Martha's challenge. Jesus, don't you care? I mean, she, her life had become so harried, so hurried, so distracted that she started to sense and wonder if Jesus even cared about her. But yet she didn't pause long enough 
to even hear from him. When we pause, when we listen, we are reminded of his incredible love. What does the psalm say? Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. Unfailing love. Remind me of your incredible love, right? Why do we need to listen? See, we are reminded that we can trust God. The psalmist says, For I have put my trust in you, for to you I entrust my life. When we pause, when we're still, when we listen, we bring life back into perspective. And we recognize that we can entrust our life to God, that he has been faithful. We have moments then we can look in the rearview mirror of our life and recognize how he has walked us through valleys, through peaks, through trials, and he has provided our daily bread and eat. We are reminded again of Isaiah 41.10 where God says to us, do not fear for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, Martha, for I am your God. I will help you. I will strengthen you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. When we pause and we listen, God wants to remind us, yes, you can trust me. And then D, we are reminded to invite God to direct our day. The Psalm 8 says, 143.8, show me the way I should go. God, today, show me the way I should go. Direct me today. This is why we pause. This is why we stop talking and we listen for God. Because he wants to speak to us. He wants to remind us of his great love. He wants to reflect back to us that you can trust me. And he wants to direct our days. So here are some steps to listening. First of all, A, God first, day second. God first, day second. What do I mean by that? However your day starts, for some of you, you may work overnight, so maybe your day starts at three when you get up, or your day starts at six in the morning and goes throughout the day. Whenever your day starts, but God first, day second. When you get up, start your day with God. If you start it with your phone, if you start it with your calendar, if you start it with good, you know, today, uh, morning America or whatever it might be, then your head is racing and you are off and running and you are already becoming burdened. I gotta do that, I gotta do that, I gotta do that, I gotta do that, I gotta do that. But if you start your day with God, nothing else has gotten in the way and you are able to pause 
and be able to listen. So God first, day second. John Bunyan, who wrote Pilgrim's Progress back in 1628, when we think, oh, well, there was nothing going on then. How could anybody be busy in 1628? Don't they know my life today? I mean, it's like, go, 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 right? But this is what he says. He who runs from God in the morning will scarcely find him the rest of the day. What a great quote. What a great perspective. He who runs from God in the morning will scarcely find him the rest of the day. So please, 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 God first, day second. B, set the... We are people of grace for God first, day second. This is important. We are people of routine. It's critical. So in the morning, I get up. It's God first. Touch the Bible first. And right now, I go to the same chair by our picture window overlooking the lake, and that's where I read, that's where I pray, that's where I listen, that's where it happens. Every day, and at the same time, boom, boom, there it is, all right? So God first, day second, same time, same place, and see, right now, if you're not doing anything, just read the Lord's Prayer and pray through it. He gave it to us for a reason, and it's comprehensive. So just read the Lord's prayer and pray through it. You know what? Father, you're God in heaven. I'm not. Do your will on earth as it is in heaven, meaning, hey, do what you want with my life today, but provide my daily bread need, whatever it is, whether it's physical, actual food or gas or whatever, or wisdom for meetings I have, whatever it might be. Forgive my sins that I forgive other people's sins. Pretty comprehensive, right? You know, we need to forgive, (laughs) right? Things happen. And that, don't lead me into temptation. God, save me from doing anything stupid today. And then, to your glory, you know, to your glory. There it is. Pretty comprehensive for our day, right? But just do that for 10 minutes, and then do D. Leave room to listen. Five minutes. Just sit and pause, and I encourage you to light a candle and just listen. You know, candles sort of slow us down. Remind us to pause. Just listen. Five minutes. Ten minutes in the Lord's Prayer. Five minutes just to listen. And when you're done, just say, thank you, Lord. Blow out the candle and start your day. Charles Swindoll, a pastor, writer, once found himself with too many commitments in too few days. He got nervous and tense about it. He stated, before long, things around our home started reflecting the pattern of my hurry-up style. It was becoming unbearable. I distinctly remember after supper one evening the words of my younger daughter, Colleen. She wanted to tell me something important that happened at school that day. She began hurriedly, Daddy, I want to tell you something, and I'll tell you really fast. Suddenly realizing her frustration, I answered, Honey, you can tell me, and you don't have to tell me really fast. Say it slowly. I'll never forget her answer. Then listen slowly. Right? Then listen slowly. This is the invitation of our God. <laughs> listen. Listen. Not listening is like literally asking somebody a question 
and then running off before the person can even answer. Hey, I got this question, I got this need and that. We don't even listen. John 10, 27, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. It's difficult to follow Jesus if we don't even hear him or listen for him or give him opportunity. This isn't complicated as far as like knowledge sized. We understand listening. We understand the importance of listening. So it's not like we have to get into incredible theological debate on listening, whether it's important. We don't have to look at every piece of scripture in the Bible on listening. What we need to do, though, is recognize its importance, that God has something to say to us, that he wants to remind us of his unfailing love for us, that he desires for us to be directed by him in the way we should go. And he desires ultimately just for us to spend time with him in prayer and in listening. Because I think each one of us during this season can be a Martha. But each one of us ultimately longs to be a Mary where we listen and we hear God's voice for our lives. So during this harried, distracted season, my challenge to you is to pause and to listen. To carve out that time. God first, day second, same place, same time. The Lord's Prayer, 10 minutes, and then listen for five, light a candle, and pause. And so we're going to practice that a little bit here this morning. And so we're going to take time now after I pray to just come up. You can get out of your seat at the right. We're just going to be quiet as we listen here. And if you're on the side, you can go to the side table. If you're up front here, there's a tables up front here. And just come up, be still, quiet, and light a candle. And when you light that candle, just ask Jesus to help you listen, to hear his voice. His voice. His voice. Not the world's, not your voice, not your mom or dad's voice, teacher's voice, boss's voice, your Savior's voice. Let's pray. Father God, thank you that you just want to be with us. Emmanuel, God with us. This is the season why you came. And I pray that we would practice the art of listening and knowing and hearing your distinct voice in our lives. In your holy name, amen.